0: So anyone that returns a survey by a certain date is entered into this raffle.
1: You know, if there's a raffle or a prize, I mean, there, there's something about hunters that that really uh, that gets us excited. So for this
0: year, we actually have quite a, a fairly long list of companies that have donated prizes.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Taren Hunt. Before I get started into the podcast, I want to thank our sponsors, Vortex Optics. Vortex sponsors everything that we do here at eHunter. A lot of exciting news going on over there at Vortex. They just announced a lot of new products. Check out our last episode to hear about some of those new products. Um, We talk about the details about those. So go ahead and check that out. Check that podcast out and let us know if you have any questions. But we really appreciate Vortex and all that they do for us here at eHunter. On today's podcast, I sit down with Emily Gates and Sarah DiRenzo of the Wyoming Game and Fish and we talk about the incentive program that they have created to try to encourage hunters to submit their surveys now we've all kind of gone through that time lately of submitting surveys from our previous hunts, we're getting ready for our next year hunts Uh, and Wyoming is doing a pretty cool thing with incentivizing this program giving us opportunities as hunters to win extra prizes from some pretty awesome companies so these ladies share the information about the incentive program with um, with us on this podcast. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to me. You can get in contact with me via email. You can leave a comment on any of the platforms that you listen to this. Shoot us a message on social media, um, any way that you need to. But if you have any questions about the program or about any other podcast that we have, please reach out to us. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend, like it. And also, if you wouldn't mind leave us another, leaving us a review on Apple Podcast. That goes a long ways in getting our podcast found. So appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Hunter newscast. I'm super stoked about this, this podcast. I, I say that every podcast, but I, I truly am really excited about this one. Um, we've had a lot of great feedback. So we posted an article up recently on our website about this incentive program that Wyoming is doing to get return surveys. And I know most hunters um, – no, well, I shouldn't say most hunters. Some hunters really enjoy doing the survey return. Others just throw them in the trash or delete the email or whatever. But um, I, we, we put up that article about this incentive program for survey returns and got a lot of good feedback on it. And so um, I called a couple ladies up in Wyoming and, and invited them onto the podcast to chat about it. So And ladies, I apologize. Mainly Sarah. If I, if I butcher your last name, I'm so sorry. But I have Sarah DiRienzo. She's the public information officer with Wyoming. So welcome to the call, Sarah. Did I say your name right?
2: Um, pretty close. It's Dorenzo.
1: Dorenzo. Oh, man, I was so close. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and then okay, I, also, okay. I also have Emily Gates. Uh, she is the harvest supervisor for the Game and Fish. Welcome to the call, Emily. Hi, everybody.
0: And harvest survey coordinator is the technical title.
1: <laughs> oh, harvest survey coordinator. Apologize about that. Boy, I'm starting off this podcast great, aren't I? My goodness gracious. <laughs> well, ladies, before we jump into talking about this uh, this incentive program that y'all have put together, let's, let's take just a few minutes, and um, if, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you um, what you do at the department, things like that. So, Sarah, if you want a mic, can we start with you? Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Sure. I'm Sarah Dorenzo. I'm the public information officer for Wyoming Game and Fish Department. I've... Um, been with the department for about five years, and one of my favorite things to do is give people useful and helpful information that allows them to get outside hunting, fishing, um, or enjoying the outdoors in whichever way that they prefer. So I'm very excited to be here with Emily to talk about um, harvest surveys and some of the um, incentives that go along with it and some of the,
1: um,
2: the benefits that for the department and for wildlife, um, that the harvest survey provides.
1: Awesome. Well, we appreciate you being on Sarah. And if, and if that's what you love to do, you're in the perfect role. I mean, what better position to be in if that's, if that's your love.
2: That's True. It is. And it's so exciting just to talk to other people who are, um, passionate about wildlife and getting outside and even about, you know, just teaching other people to get outside too. So, it's a it's a great role for me and great opportunity to be on your podcast too.
1: Well, thank you, and I I really truly appreciate you being on the podcast. And I and I will say we we've actually quoted you on quite a few of our uh, articles that we've done in the past, and and appreciate uh, what you're doing. Honestly, for our um, I call it a sport, our passion, whatever you want to call it, hunting. Um, appreciate what you do for us, getting the information out there uh, to the to everybody that's involved and just yeah just grateful for what you do do there um emily would you mind taking a minute and telling us about yourself
0: yeah so just again i'm emily gates i'm the harvest survey coordinator for game and fish and i have been for the last three years now and so my major duty with the department is collecting information about how hunters spend their season basically and Getting that information to the managers that need it, and also to the hunters that can use that information to plan applications and hunts and all of that good stuff.
1: Awesome. Well, Emily, I'm going to start with you if that's okay with, with questions, because you kind of you you touched on it there. Um, so we do have a lot of not a lot, but quite a few listeners that listen to our podcast um, that may be new to hunting um, or may not just not be really versed in. And what goes on with hunting? Um, in fact, I just talked to a guy the other day. He he's actually going on his first hunt. Um, he he lives out east, but he's going on his first hunt here in the next couple of weeks. But um, so for those folks that aren't familiar with hunting surveys um, and, and what they are, would you mind just telling us a little bit about uh, what the surveys are used for, why they're obtained from from uh, the, the state departments?
0: Yeah, so we use our harvest surveys to collect information about how many hunters, so how many licensed hunters actually go out and hunt every year, how many of them actually fill their tags, where they're deciding to go hunting, and about how long they spend out in the field hunting. And so we use this information to set our seasons and do a lot of our management hunting is one of our most powerful management tools and we also provide this information to prospective hunters uh, who can use these harvest reports to decide where they might want to apply or where they might want to go hunting with the general license and they can look at the information that we provide like success rates and decide which species might be better for a first time hunt like antelope with a high success rate or something that might be a little bit more difficult to hunt like elk with a lower success rate. And they can also use this information to decide what areas they might want to hunt, look at how many other hunters have decided to hunt in these areas, get an idea of crowding, and also look at the number of days that hunters typically spend in the field before they harvest to kind of plan out how long they might need to end up spending in the field to hunt a certain species and so that's kind of a broad overview of
1: the data that we
0: collect and how it might be used
1: that's absolutely perfect and um i'm a seasoned hunter and so i will i have used um that kind those kind of statistics uh, in many aspects you know hunting in colorado you know looking at uh numbers there of like you said how how many days hunters were in the field the percentage of harvesting other um, yeah, states that I've hunted in Utah, you know, what is I'm looking more out of out of state kind of things. I always look at those numbers to really determine kind of where I want to go in a unit. And um, there's some other resources that I think a lot of hunters use. Uh, for example, um, Go Hunt is something that hunters use a lot to determine like where they where they want to hunt as far as hunting statistics, percentage chance to draw, things like that, and and where they obtain the, that data is from these surveys that emily's talking about um, that's that's where they get all their information to put into their algorithms or whatever you want to call them and 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 they spit that out um so that people can go on their website determine where they want to hunt based on those statistics like emily just described um whether it be percentage of success rate with it with a hunt or um how long it's taken to to harvest animals or or whatever so so ladies um Historically in Wyoming, I mean, have you had a high return rate, high percentage of returned surveys, or, or has it been pretty low historically?
0: So we, um, we structure our surveys using a statistical sample. So we know exactly what type of response rate we're targeting. Um, and typically we do hit those response rates and we determine those response rates um, based on how much of a sample of our licensed hunters we need to make a precise estimate of harvest. And so typically those survey returns will be somewhere around 30% of all licensed hunters. So the the percent that you need to get back, it really depends on the the way that their the way that our or other states um, returns are structured, what their goal is. So there's other states that are going for like a hundred percent mandatory survey, they're obviously gonna want way more than thirty percent. But for the precision that we need and what's efficient for us to do, thirty percent is a good target.
1: Okay. Awesome. We we were talking before we uh hit the record button. My my real life job is uh is in healthcare and we we send out surveys and it's just odd because the number that we want returned is 30 percent so it's funny that that's the same number that that you all have as well so let's uh let's jump into this incentive program um like i said we put an article up on our website and there's a lot of details in there um but would you guys mind just taking a a few minutes and and tell us about this incentive program uh what it looks like how it was developed um just some, some details around it would you mind telling us a little bit about it
0: Sure, so we we decided to do the survey raffle essentially. So anyone that returns a survey by a certain date is entered into this raffle, eligible to be drawn for one of a number of prizes. We decided to implement this quite a few years ago because there is some survey research out there that indicates that people are more likely to respond to a survey if they have some sort of incentive. But we also like to think of it as a way to thank our hunters for providing us with this very valuable information and allowing us to do it in an efficient way without instituting something like fines or penalties for not returning the survey. Um, And so we also really value the companies that donate prizes, since all of the prizes that are part of this raffle are donated by companies that we have reached out to or that have reached out to us. And we know that these companies truly enjoy contributing to and supporting our wildlife management. And we value this as a way to partner with them and um use their support.
1: So it's kind of like with your kids, you want to you wanted to get them to do something. So instead of doing the punishment side of things, you're doing the reward side of things, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it all it well us as hunters, that's kind of how we are. We're just a bunch of big kids, really, at heart, so that is probably a good approach, probably very effective (laughs) with us. So, um, the prizes, you talked about some of these companies, so who's involved in this? Um, I I think we put a couple of them up on our website, but uh, do you know which companies are involved with the prizes, and maybe what some of those prizes will be?
0: Yeah, so for this year we actually have quite a a fairly long list of companies that have donated prizes, so we have High Mountain Jerky, Hunt and Fool, Jack's Outdoor Gear, King's Camo, Maven Optics, Montana Decoys, Mule Deer Foundation, Muley Fanatic Foundation, National Bowhunter Education Foundation, National Wild Turkey Federation, Onyx Maps, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Stone Glacier Hunting Backpacks, West Laramie Fly Store, and the Wild Sheep Foundation. And so some of, well, and also our Survey um, contractor that does some of our biggest surveys for us also donates um, their Tetra Tech and then Wyoming Game and Fish Department also donates a few $50 gift certificates to our gift store that we have in Cheyenne. So the prizes that other, um, other sponsors have donated range from knife sets to gift cards to Maven Optics, some hoodies some wildlife prints, and some memberships to some of those foundations. And so there's really kind of a diversity of prizes that you can get through this drawing.
1: Oh, wow, that's awesome. I'm a huge King's Camel fan, and so that one uh, piqued my interest there. You made a comment. You said that uh, this year, So, and I apologize, you have to excuse my ignorance on this. I was under the assumption this is the first year that you all did this. Is this something that's been going on for a little while?
0: Yeah, we've been doing this um, since before I started working in this position.
1: Oh, wow, I did not even, didn't even realize that. That's, that's fantastic. Are, are these companies, uh, a lot of these companies are return companies then that have donated in the past?
0: Yeah, we do have quite a few repeat companies each year that know that we reach out to them to ask for these donations and that are willing to donate um,
1: year after year. Awesome. Wow, that that's that is cool, and kudos to those companies that are are willing to do that. Because um, you're right, and, like, and I was kind of joking about us being kids at heart, but we kind of are. And so, if there's a, you know, if there's a raffle or a prize, I mean, there's there's something about hunters that that really uh, that gets us excited. And so, the opportunity to win some of these would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you said something about, uh, well getting them submitted in time. Um, is there a certain time timetable when surveys have to be returned to be able to be entered into this drawing?
0: Yeah, so that this depends on the specific species. So this, this prize drawing, we do this for our antelope, deer, and elk harvest surveys, which are our biggest surveys that we do each year. So to be eligible for the raffle, antelope harvest surveys need to be submitted by January 7th. Deer harvest surveys need to be submitted by January 28th, and elk harvest surveys need to be submitted by February 4th. And one thing that I do want to mention at some point during this podcast, so I'll just throw it in here, is that because our survey is based on a random sample, not every licensed antelope deer or elk hunter will get a survey. So only those that receive an email inviting them to take the survey or a postcard in the mail or a hard copy survey in the mail. Those are the only folks that are, um, that we're asking to complete the survey for this year.
1: I appreciate you mes- uh, mentioning that because it's kind of actually a question I've I've had, because um, there's been a lot of times I haven't gotten a survey and, and just wonder. So it's, it's a, com- it's completely random on, on who gets these surveys then. Is that correct?
0: Well, it's uh statistically random. So we have different, so certain uh, strata, as we call them in statistics, we take a random sample of hunters from each of these sampling strata. So, for example, um, for limited quota licenses, each different limited quota license type is a random strata. And we sample hunters out of those license types depending on how many of those licenses were issued. the fewer licenses that were issued, the more hunters we need to hear from in order to make a good estimate, but very large numbers of licenses we need to hear from fewer.
1: That makes perfect sense. And so with these being involved with uh, deer, elk, and antelope, you you still do, uh, maybe, I guess I should ask the question, do you still do surveys with all the other species, um, moose, goat, sheep, all those, they're just not involved in the incentive program. Is that correct?
0: Uh, Yes, absolutely. And so for some of those, like bighorn sheep and mountain goat, they're a combination between our mandatory registration process for successful hunters. So any successful hunter that harvests a bighorn sheep or a mountain goat or um, any of our trophy game do need to register those with a game and fish employee. And then we do follow up with all other hunters as part of our harvest survey. But for those other species we we find that we can get a very good response rate without incentivizing
1: yeah that, that makes perfect sense i i could see that for sure awesome well i got one more question um for you and i'll i'll, I'll get you ladies out of here on this um since you i mean i and i'm kind of like uh, spitballing here going with the going on the fly here now that i know that you've been doing this for, for a quite a few years now. Do you see the number of um, surveys getting higher and higher each year, that percentage climbing each year? And, and, and this year, are you seeing more of those surveys come in?
0: So we we have been doing this incentive program for quite a while. Um, and we do find that people enjoy it. But the I would say the number one thing that gets us more survey returns is when people provide us with an email address when they apply for or buy their license. And that that cuts down our cost to send a survey and it makes it much easier for hunters to return a survey if they can just click in into an email and do it right then and there so we find that people being more willing to provide email addresses and do things over the internet is the number one thing that increases our survey response rate.
1: All right so we're we're to the why's there for those that are listening if you're uh... If you're hunting, make sure you put in your email because I agree. I'm the same way. If I get a, and I have gotten paper surveys, and I shouldn't admit this on on a podcast, but I'm I'm really bad at submitting those. But if I if I get it via an email, I'm I'm actually pretty good at submitting them. So uh, if you get if you're uh, if you're submitting your hunting application, make sure that you put it in as an email or put it in your email so they can send it. to you. That's another good point that you brought up that it also reduced the the cost you don't have the just the postage of sending those out so any anything else ladies any other and, comments you wanted to make about this incentive program
2: karen i just wanted to say that you know providing an email address if you're a hunter is absolutely one of the ways that you can um honestly just become a better hunter because you become more informed about the wyoming game and fish department about wyoming and about um some of the data that people like Emily spend a lot of time compiling and um, if you provide an email address you get our monthly hunting update and that um, discusses a lot of the, the data that we have available from harvest survey data to our drawing odds information about how to use some of our free online tools like the Hunt Planner so you can research land status, roads, access, um, and really start to understand more deeply, um, you know, the draw application system and even some of our regulations. And with all of that information at your side, there's absolutely no way that um, you don't become a better hunter if you're thinking about Wyoming. So writing an email address has so many advantages when you apply for your
1: hunt. And those emails go to non-residents as well, right?
2: Yeah, our email list, our um, our hunting emails, go to residents and non-residents, and um, they go once a month, um, so there's not too much in your inbox, but um, they are a reliable, trusted source of information about hunting in Wyoming that you can re- you can um, depend on to give you updates on any changes that we make and a couple of tips and tricks in there that um, help people with maybe harvest or applications or finding access to private land, lots of advantages um, to staying updated on game and fish.
1: And I, I get those emails, I, I love them, um, and you're you're very right, and what's funny, and I, I kind of laugh about this, is people pay for services, um, I won't name any names, but hunting services that you can do like a yearly membership to or something, and, and they basically regurgitate the information that you all are putting out via email, so that, in my mind, that, that email is, is pretty priceless, because it, you know, it determines a lot of where I'm putting in, it's a really good educational piece i'm a little bit of a nerd myself anyway so i like to learn about about hunting so um really do enjoy it so thank you sarah for for bringing that up and, and putting that in there well ladies i, I want to thank you so much for for jumping on i'm, I'm super excited about this incentive program and, and i did want to say do you guys have anything else uh, about the incentive program that you wanted to add to the podcast or any uh any shameless plugs that you wanted to add in there as well
0: I think that Sarah hit it pretty good with the, uh, we do love to get your email addresses. It helps us out a ton. And I also want to say that a lot of hunters, um, we know that they just return the survey because they know that it's the right thing to do and they like providing us with that data and they like letting us know how their hunt went. So while the incentive program, we enjoy doing it and our sponsors enjoy doing it and it provides a nice Bit of kickback to the hunters. We also just appreciate that hunters do the surveys regardless.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and yeah, for those guys that are those guys and gals that are listening, take the time, um, do that survey. You know, these these ladies and all those involved in in the department are they're professionals, but they do rely a lot upon. The information that, that we can return to them, so highly encourage everybody that's listening. Take the time, especially right now. I mean, right now is when, well, at least for me is when I'm getting most of my surveys. I've gotten a couple of my em- in my inbox right now for a couple states, so uh, <laughs> I guess I better uh, <laughs> listen to my own preaching and and get them filled out. But uh, make sure you jump in and, and get that. It'd be cool if that percentage could jump from 30 to 35 or 40 percent. Um, I think that would help you all out a lot. So. Well, ladies, thank you so much for for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time, um, and, and I know that you guys all have a, a busy schedule. So, appreciate you taking the time to inform um, our listeners about this, and um, and just sharing a little bit about this. And also want to thank your guys' sponsors for doing this. Hey, maybe maybe in the future, E Hunter could be one of those sponsors. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, keep us in mind for next year.
1: We will. We'll reach out. We don't have a lot of you know we're. We don't have cool optics and stuff like that, but we can definitely throw some apparel or or something like that in there. So we'll uh, we'll be reaching out to you for that next year. So, All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. I'll, I'll let you back to your day. You guys have a wonderful day and a great weekend, okay? Thank you. All right. Thanks, Taryn. See- yep. See ya. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. As I mentioned in the introduction, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like it, share it around. We appreciate your guys' support and the support of Vortex and all those that make this whole thing possible. We appreciate all of you, and we look forward to the next podcast.